Canada HR News on November 21, 2022. I'm Elena Bobireva. In today's episode, we talk about the latest workplace trends from Indeed and Glassdoor, additional occupations added by Immigration Canada for express entry, developments at Twitter and Amazon, provincial employment news, and other topics. Stay with us to get the latest HR updates. We start with the Hiring and Workplace Trends Report, jointly produced by Indeed and Glassdoor. It uncovers emerging trends into the future of work. They highlight five key themes that will continue to shape labor markets in Canada and abroad. Tight labor supply will continue impacting hiring. Canada's population is growing faster than most other countries due to elevated immigration rates. But the share of population over age of 65 is projected to rise similarly to others, which will continue to impact our labor force participation rate. Remote work is here to stay. This September, 11.2% of Canadian job postings on Indeed mentioned remote work. It is almost four times higher than the pre-pandemic share, because job seekers are now looking for it. 4.6% of Canadian job searches explicitly include remote-related terms, which is up from just 0.6% three years earlier. Higher pay is the most common reason already employed Canadian job seekers are looking for new work, according to the Indeed Job Search Survey. But 20% also cite better benefits as a motivation for searching. Highlighting these benefits in job descriptions is one way employers can stand out. Happiness and well-being matter. Retaining workers is more important than ever in a tight labor market because filling vacancies becomes an increasing challenge. Job seekers who are satisfied with their current jobs are less likely to begin an application for a new job elsewhere. As social justice and equity issues have increasingly become more prominent, Canadian employers are offering more diversity, equity and inclusion programs, such as employer resource groups, diversity training and mentoring programs. Through the first three quarters of 2022, 48% of Canadian employer benefit reviews on Glassdoor mentioned DEI benefits, which is up from 32% in 2018. A key question going forward is whether the world of work will shift back to its pre-pandemic state. Even with the cyclical cool-down, every edge counts for employers trying to attract candidates. The Government of Canada has announced the implementation of the National Occupation Classification 2021 system for immigration programs managed under the Express Entry System. Using the new NOC categories will allow Canada to bring global talent in high-demand sectors like healthcare, construction and transportation. Nurse aides, long-term care aides, hospital attendants, school teacher assistants, estheticians, pharmacy assistants, sheriffs, and truck drivers are examples of some of the 16 occupations now included in express entry. Amazon CEO Andy Jassy has announced that the company will see more layoffs in the coming year as the e-commerce and data services giant moved to eliminate thousands of jobs before year-end. Jassy did not indicate how many employees will be affected, but he said in a blog post that there will be job reductions in Amazon stores and the People, Experience and Technology organization. 
According to Jassy, the reductions come as leaders in the company continue to make adjustments to the new annual operating plan and review. In cases where employees cannot find a new role within the company, they will receive a package that includes a separation payment, transitional benefits, and external job placement support. In his note to Amazon employees on Friday, Jesse described the recent reductions as the most difficult decision the company has made. Twitter continued to lose engineers and other workers after Elon Musk gave them an ultimatum. Either commit to hardcore work or resign with severance pay by 5 p.m. Eastern on November 17. Many have opted for the resignation. Hundreds of Twitter employees took Musk up on his offer to leave with severance pay, according to the New York Times, although the exact number is not clear. The newest round of departures means the platform is continuing to lose workers just as it is gearing up for the 2022 FIFA World Cup, one of the busiest events on Twitter that can overwhelm its systems if things go haywire. Some employees took to Twitter to announce they were signing off after Musk's deadline to make the pledge. A number of employees took to a private forum outside of the company's messaging board to discuss their planned departures, asking questions about how it might jeopardize their U.S. visas or if they would get the promised severance pay, according to an employee fired earlier who spoke on the condition of anonymity for fear of retaliation. The wave of resignations is causing concern about Twitter's ability to continue to operate with a skeleton crew. Since taking over Twitter, Musk has fired half of the company's full-time staff of 7,500 and an untold number of contractors responsible for content moderation and other crucial efforts. He fired top executives on his first day as Twitter's owner, while others left voluntarily in the following days. The Manitoba government has launched the Work in Manitoba Job Portal, a website that will connect job seekers and employers based on qualifications and labor market needs. The platform is free for job seekers and employers. Job seekers can create profiles that capture their skills, experience, education, and career preferences. When employers upload job postings, the portal will send notifications to job seekers with relevant qualifications and goals. The platform will include jobs from third-party sites and integrate with post-secondary career centers. The platform will also capture real-time province-wide labor market data, which can be used to develop tailored programs that respond to the needs of underrepresented groups, support the growth of priority sectors, and inform immigration strategies. The government of Saskatchewan has introduced a new legislation to prevent and remove accessibility barriers for persons with disabilities. If passed, the Accessible Saskatchewan Act will allow government to establish accessibility standards and regulations in the following areas. The built environment, information and communication, employment, transportation, service animals, procurement and service delivery. If passed, an Accessibility Advisory Committee will be appointed, with at least half of the members being persons with disabilities or from organizations that represent people with disabilities. This committee will advise the government on the development of accessibility standards.
The Toronto Transit Commission says it's ending its mandatory COVID-19 vaccination requirement on November 27. Those employees who were let go as a result of non-compliance will be offered the opportunity to return. The transit agency says it will be updating its condition of employment policy to include compliance with similar mandates of this nature in the future if they are required. The TTC introduced its vaccine mandate on September 7, 2021 to keep employee illnesses as a result of the virus to a minimum while continuing to operate its essential service throughout the pandemic. Employees had until the end of 2021 to disclose their vaccine status. While the TTC never disclosed the number of employees who were terminated, the union says it was more than 300. The TTC gave no reason for lifting its mandate at this time. Its decision comes a week after the City of Toronto announced it was lifting its own COVID mandate for city employees as of December 1st. The city said it was doing so based on evidence which now suggests that mandatory vaccines are no longer necessary. CTV Atlantic reports that frontline staff and union supporters rallied on November 15th outside Breton Ability Centre in Sydney River, Nova Scotia. The rally was organised by QP 3513, which represents nearly 300 members who work at the home for adults living with special needs. They wanted to voice their concerns about what they say has been a failure to address increasing workplace violence. The union reports sexual assaults, assaults with weapons, and severe injuries. Workers were also concerned about having enough staff and resources for when residents are moved out of the institutional living into community-based settings. The center's CEO admits there has been an increase in the complexity of client support needs, which has made the work environment more challenging. Nova Scotia's Department of Community Services told CTV in an email it has regular discussions with Breton Ability Centre about their needs, including staffing. CBC reports that thousands of Canadians who received federal COVID-19 emergency benefits for which they weren't eligible, including the 2000 per month Canada Emergency Response Benefit and the Canada Recovery Benefit, are still expected to pay the money back to the government. In May, the Canada Revenue Agency sent notices to over 260,000 Canadians indicating that they had received money to which they were not entitled and would have to pay back. But as of September, only about 19,000 of those people have made repayments to the CRA. Roughly 16 million has been repaid since May, but $1.2 billion is still outstanding. Programs like the CERB were based on an attestation. Applicants themselves had to determine if they were eligible based on the criteria. At the time, the government promised that those who applied to the programs in good faith and made a mistake about their eligibility wouldn't face any penalties, but would still have to repay. The CRA told CBC there is no deadline for people to repay and it is committed to being flexible. The CRA also stated that before the notices were sent out, 341,000 Canadians voluntarily repaid about 910 million in benefits that they were ineligible to receive. And this was Canada HR News on November 21st, 2022. Please leave us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcast. You can also find us in Google Podcasts, Spotify and other platforms. 
For more information on the topics discussed today, see the episode description and connect with us on Twitter at CADHR News or LinkedIn at Canada HR News Podcast.